And I know better than that because I know her family, especially those sisters up in Mansfield, was praying as well. Can I tell y'all a secret? I prayed for a praying wife. And I got much more than that. Praise God. I didn't realize what I was stepping into, but not only did I have a praying wife, a, a, a family of prayer warriors who know how to get a prayer through, a, a, fa a family who I, I managed to step into, who, who walk in faith, who believe in giving and tithing and, and knowing that God will make a way. If you hear a testimony from every one of those sisters, they will tell you that God will make a way. My God, I'm trying to get to the message. That's, that's, that just got me fired up. Got me fired up. Ah, my God, my God. But today's title is What If? What If? Have you, have you ever thought about what if? You're probably saying, what are you talking about, Pastor James? I'm talking about just something simple as making a plan, having a dream, having a vision. You know, many times in our daily lives, we just go through lives and we go through our life and we just think, man, I, 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 I need to do this. I need to do that. Sometimes we find ourselves flying by the seat of our pants, just no plans at all. But what if? What if you had a plan? What if you had a vision? I like what the ladies did with the little the picture frames and how they put that together. That was very unique. Once again, it, it just goes to show that there are some Proverbs 31 women being groomed in this place. Amen. Lord, I thank you for the word today. Thank you for what you're doing in the midst of us. And Lord God, today I thank you for every testimony. For we overcome by the words of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. And we thank you today, Lord God, that you are allowing us to be more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loves us. And today, Lord God, we ask the question, what if? So today, Lord God, I just pray, Lord, that this word would be an encouragement, an enhancement, an empowerment to your people in Jesus' name. Amen. We're looking at Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16, verses 2 through 4. Proverbs 16. Hallelujah. Yes, young people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just thank God for his power and his might. I just thank God. I'm just so grateful. I just cannot, I cannot thank him enough. Cannot thank him enough. I'd like to thank God for all our visitors today. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So we got Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16, everybody. Yes. Great. All right. Proverbs 16, King, King James Version reads, all the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes. Yes, I know you guys hear me say that a lot, but that's not our focus today. But all the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. Commit thy works unto the Lord. Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. 
The Lord has made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Did y'all hear that? I don't think y'all heard it. The Lord made all things for himself, even the, even the wicked for the day of evil. Did y'all hear that? I just want to make sure y'all heard that. The Lord made all things. He even made the wicked for the day of evil. Isn't that something? And many times, this, this, is just a, this is just a little extra credit, okay? Many times people are like, God, God, God can't be loving. I mean, if, if there's so much evil in the land, how, how could we serve a loving God? How could he be loving? But he's sovereign. And he decided to put some people in our lives that would challenge us. How about that? <laughs> Just think of that person that gets on your nerves. That's a character builder. Right? Just think about the person that, that you just, oh my God, why do I have to be around them? Why I got to listen to them? Yeah, God created them, you know, to help be a thorn in your side. As Paul said, I have this thorn in my side. Yes, he made evil people. To keep us on our code. You know, if there was no evil, do you will we will we pray? Will we see God if there was no evil? What would we do? By show of hands when things are going good, how many people that you know, how many people are praying? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you tend to think about prayer less when things are going good. Oh, everything's going good. I'm all right. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I got this. I got this. And something evil happened. You're like, Lord Jesus. <laughs> we're, we're talking about the plans. What if? What if? And the key statement we want to look at, commit thy works unto the Lord. Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. We ask the question, what if, today, because many times in our walk in life, we have many things that are going on, many things that are happening, and sometimes we're wondering, what, I don't know, maybe I'll speak for myself. I know what many times I'm thinking, what if I do this? What if I try that? What if, what if, what if? And many times in our lives, we find ourselves um, just moving and, and doing things. And I got to get this done. I got to get that done. And I got to I got to do this and I got to do that. And there is no planning involved. But one of the things that I do like about God is that when we do plan. He alters our plan. So if we never plan. He doesn't have an opportunity to alter your plan. Hmm. Think about that. Today, the play, praise and worship team had planned to do two songs. The praise and worship team planned to do two songs. But the Holy Spirit intervened on our plans and created another song, brought out another song. But if we never planned to do the songs, would there be another song? You don't have to raise your hand. How many of us are planners? How many of us keep a calendar? How many of us? I mean, 
we have to be planners. We have to give God an opportunity to move in the midst of our plan. It says, commit thy works. So the NIV version breaks it down a little, a little more. It says, all the person's ways seem pure unto him, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. So today we, we had two praise and worship songs, but God established the praise and worship songs with another song. Now, let me tell you something about rehearsal before service. And one of the reasons why it took us a little while to get started is because we were struggling in rehearsal. That's just for real. That's just being real. And many times in our plans, we're struggling with our plans. You know, it doesn't seem to be working. It, just, it doesn't seem to be working right. Well, what if we do this? And I believe many times during our rehearsal today, we were we would say, well, what if we do this? And what if we do that? Even Brother Brandon, he chimed in and said, well, well, well I think this is it, you know. And when you come together with a plan and God knows your motive behind your plan, he will establish your plan. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created everything. We talked about that a few weeks ago. God is a planner. Is that a shocker to everybody? God is a planner. God planned to create the to create the earth, the everything that was in it. He had a plan. And he, he I mean, he must have had a plan because he did everything in six days. It was almost like he had a timeline. I got to get this done within a six day span of time. It is always important to have goals. God had and has goals. We need to make sure that we have goals. So in that six-day span of time, God had a goal. And in that six-day span of time, how many of us go to work and, and we get to Friday and we feel like we done did something? Friday come. It's TGI Friday. Thank God it's Friday. You ain't never, you ain't heard nobody say God all week, and all of a sudden they saying, Thank God it's Friday. Because we feel like we've accomplished something. Even though yet it's just a week, just five days, we feel like we've accomplished something and we get the opportunity to rest. And God created the heavens and the earth and everything that was in the earth and all those type of things all in six days. And then he rested on the seventh day. On the sixth day, he looked at everything that he did and he said, oh, man, it was it is good. It is good. And when we make plans, when we make plans and write things down, how many people write things down on paper? Yes. I have a little notepad. I meant to bring it today. I don't know if I brought it or not. I got a little notepad. I just doodle on. Um, I mentioned that last week, grocery list and stuff like that. Um, you know, I put grocery list on there and ideas and thoughts and all those type of things. And because we need to be able to write things down. And so we look at God and he, he's created all of this and he's, he feels good about it. Do you not know that we were created in his likeness and his image? We were created in his likeness and his image. So if it feels good for him to accomplish something, how good does it feel for us to accomplish things? What if we actually had a plan for our day? What if we had a 
plan for our week or plan for our month. Today is a prime example. I, I was thinking about today and um, I didn't actually plan to wear this today. I kept trying to think, what am I going to wear today? What am I going to wear? Because a lot of times I like to have my clothes ready, but it doesn't always work out that way. But I'm trying to get better about that because part of planning is preparing ahead of time so that you don't have to rush. And so Pastor Tracy came in the room and last night and she did her thing and got some clothes together. And I'm just looking like, oh, OK. So this morning she gets up, she wakes up and, you know, I always wake up before her. And she wakes up and she said, nine o'clock, she was sitting in bed. I'm going to be at church at 10. I'm looking like, really? I got my clothes together last night. Oh. Oh, I'm, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm not ready. You know why? Because she had a plan. When you have a plan, you prepare, you prepare, just like in fitness. One of the biggest things in fitness that they talk about is preparation, preparation, and preparation. And so one of the things that, that you do with in fitness is you, you prepare your meals in advance um, as far as you can. You don't want to go too far because then your food get bad, but you prepare your meals in advance. And one of the things that you, that you work on is you, you figure out what it is you're going to eat and you make sure that you have enough days of that. And you can even put them in containers. So all you have to do is reach in the refrigerator, grab it out, put it in your lunch box or bag or whatever, and you, you're gone. Okay. Um, I'm a person, I pretty much live in my car. You know why? Because I work uh, 48 minutes away, one way. So that means I'm in the a, in a car two hours every day. So that means if I'm going to plan to do anything after work or before work, I have to already have it in the car. Because if I don't put it in the car, that means I have to go back home, get the stuff, go back out. And, and that's just too much. So pretty much what I do is I, I, I have my lunch, my lunch with, um, which is not very a very big lunch bag, but Brother Chris knows. I, I had a, a lunch bag, and there's all my stuff in it. And people say, man, that's a lot of stuff in there. What you got in there for me to eat? Well, you know, if you want some rice cakes, you can have that. But um, 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 I put everything in there I need, you know, for first break, lunch, second break, and snack after work. I love to snack after work. And so... Um, and then um, uh, I had my workout clothes because I started back working out in the morning. So I got my workout clothes in the morning and I got my work clothes and, and my shower clothes. And it's just it's a lot of planning. It's a lot of planning. Why am I mentioning this? Because with everything that you do, it produces another dimension of where you want to go. Every little thing, every little step that we take, every little thing that we do, it, it helps us get to the, the grander scheme. Because, see, we have a, many times we have a bunch of little goals to get to the big goal. We, we, we have a bunch of little workouts to get to the big workout. We have a, a bunch of little meals to get to the big meal. What do I mean by the big meal? The big meal is the, the cheat day. If I do good all week, I can, I can eat some pizza at the end of the week. God had a plan. God had a plan. Genesis 2, he rested on the seventh day. In Jeremiah 1 and 5, before you were formed in, your, in the belly of your mother, God knew you. Jeremiah 29 11, God has thoughts about you. 
if God is a planner, if God is one who lays out the, the way for us, we need to be planners as well. God, I believe God births ideas in us. I believe God births uh, um, um, a lot of uh, um, creativity on the inside of us. You know, the Lord uh, showed me that this would be the year of creative blessing. And I believe there's a lot of creativity that is coming out of people. There's a lot of things that that's been residing on the inside of people that that God wants to bring out. But it only can come out through through plans and through uh, um, ideas, through through um brainstorming, 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 thinking about, okay, what if I try this? What if I tried that? And, and planning also requires faith. The Bible says, if I have faith the size of a mustard seed, Jesus said, if I have faith the size of a mustard seed, does Sister Foxy ever get to where she is today if she doesn't plan? There is no way that you can have those type of finances. See, the only thing she mentioned was her rent. Okay? Okay. You got to think about the, the gas, the heat, the, the electric, the, the water, the gas to go in your car to keep your car and, and the things you need to do to keep your water. I mean, all that, all that. I mean, we're talking about you. You got to have some plans and, and, and you got to you got to work the plan. You got to put a plan out and you got to work the plan. And sometimes you got to adjust the plan depending on what happens. I felt so good this week when I, I looked at my email. I got an email notification from my 401k retirement that says you're looking really good um, right now because you know what? I got a plan. My plan is 2023, y'all, and it's to get out of there in 2023. So it made me feel good after 30 days that it says your plan is looking good. It's hard, though. Because I want to run out and spend some money, but I, I know down the line, if I spend the money now, I won't have it for later. And so sometimes you, you got to adjust your plan based on what's going on. And God had plans. God had plans so much that he sent his son into the world and, 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 and to put his son in the world. And for, for 30 years, he, he allowed his son to be in an incubator, in a marinated state that um, uh, he would have the ability then to operate in ministry for three years. Can you imagine being in ministry for three years? You, you got to know where you're going, what you're doing. Three years. I couldn't imagine being in ministry for three years and being able to accomplish everything that Jesus did. Could you could you imagine that? But God had a plan. He also put somebody in place as John, like John the Baptist to, who was baptizing and preaching repentance. He was laying the foundation when God has a plan, when we have a plan. You know, just, just, just like when they build every building, there's a plan. There's a person who comes out and surveys the land and he measures everything and makes sure everything is going to be where it's supposed to be. But when we look at a map, if we looked at a map and saw how everything was laid out, it just doesn't seem like it makes sense. But to the planners, it makes sense. And here is John the Baptist, somebody who's out in the middle of the wilderness, just seems like he's so insignificant. He doesn't matter. He just he just out there yelling, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And here comes here comes Jesus to be baptized by him. Your plan may not make sense. It may not make sense to nobody else. It may seem silly to somebody else, but at least you have a plan. 
And so we look at Habakkuk, the second chapter, 2 through 3, and it says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain upon the tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for a point in time, but in the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come and it will not tarry. Write the vision, make it plain. Write your vision. Write it out. Make it plain. And then pray over it. Speak over it. Sister Foxy said it. She said, I, I, I had a desire to make $1,000 a week. We have to put the goal out there. Put the goal out there. Don't be afraid to say, I want to make $1,500 a week. I don't be afraid to say, I want to make two grand a week. Don't be afraid to say, I want so many contracts that I'm overwhelmed with business and I'm able to employ others. Don't be afraid of that. Amen. We have to operate in faith. And even, even in your planning, even in your planning, sometimes, sometimes you have to put that plan on the wall and pray over it. Sister Foxy said that and reminded me. One year, I was believing God for $150,000. And that year, Pastor Tracy and I, we, we made that. Because I was believing. I put, it, I put it on the wall so I could see it. Because we have to believe. We have to step out in faith and believe that God can do it. He can make a way out of nowhere. We have to, the, the, uh, in, order to, in order to believe that he could do exceedingly abundantly above anything we could ever ask or think, the, uh, 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 we, we have to plan it. We have to put it out there. We have to speak in faith. The Bible says in Proverbs that the power of life and death is in the tongue. So now that you've written it out, now speak it out. Now declare it. Now believe it. I believe that my business can go beyond what I can imagine or think. I believe that my kids can, can be top-notch students in school. I believe that my, my, my healing... My healing is coming about. I believe that I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I believe. I believe. See, that goes back to what I said earlier. We have to be believers. It's great to say that I'm a Christian. It's great to say that I'm a Christian. But are we really believing? Because in order to be a Christian, you have to be Christ-like. And, and then to understand Christ, you got to know Christ. And to know Christ is to know that he believed without a shadow of a doubt. He believed so much that it was, there was times when he said, oh, ye of little faith. Because he believed. He said, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father say because he was so connected. How connected are we? Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there's no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. With no vision, no vision. See, we read in, in, in 16, Proverbs 16, 2 through, 2 through 4, that God even made the wicked for the day of evil. So it's important for us to keep the law so we can be happy. In other words, we, we must plan, we must be intentional 
We must be intentional about keeping the law. Because evil is all around us. It's so easy to get caught up in that. It's so evil, e easy to get caught up in evil because there's so much around us. Planning and preparing is, is a, it's a big challenge. You know, one of the biggest things that's hard to do is get a group of people together and say, okay, let's plan, let's come together. Because everybody has different thoughts, different ideas, different things going on and all that type of stuff. But I heard, I heard Pastor Tracy say this early on in our relationship. She said this a lot. And I was just like, wow. I almost thought she coined the phrase because she said it so much, you know. Lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. And I, I'm, I used to say that too. Mm. Mm. <laughs> lack, of, lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. We have to plan. We have to plan. It's a chore. It's a challenge. It's tough. It's rough. But Habakkuk 2, 2, 2, 2 through 3 says, write the vision, make it plain. Write the vision, make it plain. Write the vision, make it plain. It is so important. Planning produces production. Every day in my job, we have a plan. And they always say the plan. I know it sounds crazy, but the plan every day is 500. And, and man, 500 cars a day sounds like a lot, but we have a plan and they, and you know why they say that, you know, they, why they say we have a plan because it's like a target. So you, you, you got the target out there. You got the number It's 500. And so it's everybody's collective goal to reach that plan. Now, what happens is if we don't reach that plan, uh, they say we're going to stay until we make the plan. And then people get mad. Who want to stay? It may be two, two to five, ten minutes. I don't want to stay. I want to go home. But as a collective, we have to make the plan. And one of the things that God is doing in this season, in this hour, he is challenging us as a collective people to reach the goal. What is our goal? Our goal is to reach the lost. And we got to keep working until we reach the lost. We got to keep working. It's our goal. It's our collective responsibility to make plans to reach the lost. It's our collective responsibility to be the light in a dark world. It's our collective responsibility to make plans to reach the lost. It's our responsibility as a collective. Our goal, our goal that is in front of us is to reach the lost. Planning produces production. It's still cold outside. Even now it's snowing. But if we plan now, we can be ready for when the weather breaks. So as a collective, we can reach the loss. I'm so encouraged every time I see the pictures from the few times we got outside during the past summer, seeing Sister Tiana, Sister Shakia, and those that were out there praying for people and, and, and deliverance breaking forth. Because see, it's not about these two people right here all the time. God has imparted something inside of you that you will be able to pray for others and, and you'll be able to tap in into the realm of the spirit and be, begin to see deliverance happen. 
planning produces production. Every day we should have a goal to shoot for. Every day, every day, every day. Every day we should be willing to do better than we did yesterday. What can I do today that was better than yesterday? How can I live better today than I did yesterday? Because it just doesn't do any good to just live good, but it does us good to live better every day. Goals produce motivation. Motivation produces momentum, and momentum produces consistency, and consistency produces commitment. Just in case you missed it, goals produce motivation, motivation produces momentum, momentum produces consistency, and consistency produces commitment. Because, see, one of the things about it is when when you put out the goal, you know there is something that has to be done to reach the goal. Scientists say that it takes 21 days to form a habit. So you put the goal out there, and I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to lose 10 pounds. Well, well, in order to to lose 10 pounds, you got to change something. You, you either got to exercise or you got to change your diet. Now, listen, now, listen, now, listen. Most people, the first thing they think about is when the doctor says, uh, the doctor told me, he said, you got to lose 15 pounds, James. I'm like, okay, because for me, it's, it, I'm thinking in my mind, I could do it. But it was tougher than I thought. Yeah, I, I can lose 15. I, you know, I ain't the same James that I was when I was 35. So I thought I can get out there and exercise and I hadn't really changed my eating yet. 80% of fitness is how you eat. 20% is exercise. So I said, Lord, what would you have me to do? And he said, you know what to do and do that. So I changed my diet and immediately I began to feel the results. Because, see, many times we're so busy to focus on exercise and exercise and exercise. Exercise is great, but how you eat makes the biggest difference. Because if you're exercising and and, and not eating right, you ain't feeling no different. So I began to change how I ate. So 21 days is, is way past that. Now, I'm, I don't know how many days I'm past because uh, I wasn't counting the days. I just knew I needed to change something. I needed to change something. And many times we, we need to change something. Goals produce motivation. So now I got a goal. Now I'm motivated. And now in my motivation, my motivation produced momentum. And now I'm finding myself moving forward. I'm moving forward. I'm, I'm moving in such a way that now I'm just ready to, to, to not, now I done move from eating to exercising. So now I, I, I'm, I'm, I move from momentum and my momentum is producing the consistency. And now I'm, now at least, uh, um, at least five days out of the week, I'm eating the way I need to, and I'm exercising because I'm motivated, I'm excited, I'm excited, and now consistency produces commitment. Now I'm so far out there that I'm committed. Because see, when you launch out into the deep, there ain't no turning back. So now I'm so far out there that I, I, I can't even turn back because I know if I turn back, now I'm going to regress and I'm going to have to start all over again. And many 
of us in our, in our Christian walk, we're too far out there to turn around. And God is saying it's time to step up our commitment. It's time to ride on the momentum that produces consistency so that consistency can produce commitment. So many of us, we come too far to give up. Too far, too far. And I can almost feel, I can almost sense that that was within Sister Foxy's heart, uh, that she's just come too far to give up, even though this situation happened to us. See, some bad things will happen to us. Some bad things will happen. Some situations will shake our very lives, will shake our very situ uh, our, our very foundation. But we have gone too far. We've gone too far to turn around. God's done too much. God is intentional about what he does. From Genesis 1 all the way to the day, he's intentional about what he's done. How intentional are we? Are we willing to ask the what if question? Are we willing to say, you know, what if I tried this? What if I do that? And, and what if it doesn't work? Then what do I do? God, what is it in, on the inside of me that needs to change to make things work? Because we all should be looking at ourselves. If I laid out the plan and the plan isn't working, what is it that I need to do to change? We need to be intentional in our lives. We need to ask what if. And we need to take action with prayer. Moses and the children of Israel found themselves in a bad spot. God had delivered them from Egypt, and here they are. They out, they chilling, they eating and doing whatever. All of a sudden, Pharaoh's coming after them. And the leader Moses is crying out to God, and God is like, just, just take his staff and, and, and stretch it across the water. You, you've been praying and you've been crying out. Everybody's been praying and crying out. Now it's time to do something. And many of us are in that position. Lord, I'm frustrated. I'm tired of going through this cycle. And God is saying, you already have the tools that you need to get over the hump. You just need to stretch out. In what ways do we stretch out? We stretch out in praise and worship. We stretch out in our faith. We stretch out in areas where we feel uncomfortable, where it doesn't feel good, where it doesn't feel like, you know, we have the capacity to, to make it, to do it. Many times we're waiting on God to do something miraculous. We're waiting on him to do something big, but he's already done the big in your life. He's already done the miraculous in your life. He's just waiting on you to take the step. Your miracle is in your step. What do I mean by that? And you taking that step. Many of us are in a perpetual cycle and we find ourselves trying to figure out how to get out of it. Quit trying to figure it out and then let God do it. I was talking to a person uh, as you stand to your feet. I was talking to a person some time ago, a few weeks ago, because they were worried about you know, the job situation, what was going to happen. I said, it's time. It's time for you to lose control. Because the first thing I said to her, I said, you know, you need to operate in faith. And she's like, what's faith? Faith is when you lose control. 
Well, I, I, can't, I can't be out of control. But when God, you can be.